What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Sports Betting Podcast with Cope, episode eight, and we're changing it up a little bit this week. We don't have a crazy college football slate, so instead of having our NFL episode today and our college football episode tomorrow, we're pulling it all together, one episode this week, so we will have our NFL talk, we will have our college football talk all right here for you today. So we are going to have our look back at the week one public betting results for NFL, we are going to have our fantasy football advice. We got a pick against the spread. We got an over-under. We have a player prop for you guys. We have our pick for 10 college football games this week. I tried to pick games that are actually scheduled to be good. And then, of course, we're going to get into our favorite big-time favorite to cover the big spread this week. So make sure you stay tuned for that. So plenty of action. We're ready to get into it. I hope you guys are ready. If you are looking for a free $1,000 to bet with this week, hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at KOF Sports. It's not, it's no, there's no hoax. There's no catch. I'm literally giving you information that is going to allow you to get $1,000 to bet with this week. So hit me up, take advantage of that. Thank you guys for listening. As always, now let's get into some NFL talk. It's time to take a look back at the week one public betting results. So here we go. Favorites against the spread, seven, nine, and one. Favorites who lost outright, yes, it's time to shame them and rub their nose in it. Titans, Bengals, 49ers, and of course the Broncos. The Broncos were the biggest public bet of the week with 86% of the bets on them. Now here's one for you. Teasers that you bet against public money went 10 and 5. So those are like individual teaser selections went 10 and 5. You obviously you need two or more to actually put the bets in if you're playing a teaser. But just to give you that perspective, if you faded the public money with a teaser, 6 points in your favor, those selections went 10 and 5. Best bet of the week. Get ready for this one. I haven't seen any tickets. I just looked in, at the results and thought about what could have been in a $100 parlay bet on Bears money line, Giants money line, Seahawks money line. Yes, all dogs. Bears were plus 240. Giants were plus 210. Seahawks were plus 300. A $100 parlay on those three paid $4,116. So congrats to anyone who had that ticket. Quite a long shot, but it definitely paid off. Looking at some of the bad beats and oh, they were out there. Eagles minus four and a half or minus five, wherever you got it. They were up 31 to 14 in the second half and they just couldn't stop the run to save their lives or even the spread. Lions come back and have the back door cover. Eagles only win by three. Very frustrating. Next frustrating one up on the list. Colts on a teaser. If you had the Colts in a teaser like I did, you got them at minus one. They had Jonathan Taylor run for 162 yards, and they found a way to tie the Texans. That was after they outscored them 62-3 to last season. I'm still fired up about this one. This one had me pacing in the man cave, and it's really hard to trust them for the rest of the season. I told myself I wouldn't trust them. I wouldn't touch them or bet on them the rest of the season after Sunday's game. But we'll see how long I can hold out on that one. Stay tuned. Final bad beat of the week. And I know a lot of people had it. 
Broncos on a money line to close out your week one parlay. Anyone? I'm sure there were plenty of you. So much had to go wrong for Denver to not win that game on Monday night. Two fumbles on the goal line, a dropped pass in the end zone, terrible fucking coaching and clock management at the end of the game to force their kicker for a 64-yarder. Just not a good look for the Broncos. And sure, you fucking run out McManus for a 64-yarder. He was one for eight in career field goals over 60 yards going into that. That's like a 12.5% chance of him hitting that, right? Keep in mind this game was in Seattle, not Denver, so you don't have the fucking thin air. And, and instead of going for it on fourth and five to get him a little closer, you have Russell Wilson. I know he wasn't great on Monday night, but fuck, a slant to Jerry Judy. He missed him earlier in that drive where Judy probably could have broke another one. But just the, the way that game played out, I feel bad for everyone who had the Broncos on a money line to close out their week one parlay. I did again. So I, I I feel your pain, trust me. Um, but I do think the Broncos will bounce back in a big way at home this week. All right, here we go for your week two NFL betting picks and predictions. Gonna change it up this week. Not gonna run through and give stats on every single game like last week's episode, but this week we are gonna have one pick against the spread, one over under, and one player prop. So let's get right into it. Ah, I've caved. If you're listening on the podcast, I just said a few minutes ago that I would not be touching the Colts. Told myself last Sunday I wouldn't touch the Colts the rest of the season when they tied. They cost me big on the jackhammer. They cost me on a teaser. I had them at minus one. They fucking tied. I was so pissed, but I have to say, I got my blue on. I'm not a Colts fan. Let's clarify that. So I'm not betting on my heart. Trust me. It's hard not to like them this week on the road against the Jags. Jags lost to the Commanders last week and allowed over 300 passing yards. So you have Jonathan Taylor coming off of his first game of the year where he had over 160 rushing yards last week. He should be able to get plenty of yards against the Jaguars this week. He ran for over 100 against them last year, which should open up the passing game for Matt Ryan. But I really think that the Colts are going to come out and play desperate to get ahead early. They're going to try and get an early lead. After what happened last week, they had a lot of hype coming into this season. And don't forget how they finished their season last year and all the shit that went on in the offseason, getting rid of Wentz, bringing in Matt Ryan. High hopes for the Colts. And then they tie the Texans, who they outscored 62-3 to last year. Okay, let's put it plain and simple. Colts are going to be desperate. They're going to come out this week, look to get an early lead, and they should be able to do that. They don't want to let the Jaguars win this game. They don't want to let the Jaguars even hang around in this game. They don't want to be playing from behind like they did last week. They want to get ahead early. Simple as that. And going up against a defense that allowed over 300 passing yards last week, something that I definitely trust that they can do. On the flip side of the ball, the Colts' defense wasn't that bad, and they do have momentum after the way last week played out, although they ended up losing, blame the kicker, but the defense was not the problem. They allowed the Colts, they allowed the offense actually come back from being down two scores in the fourth quarter, so they do have momentum coming in this week, and I also like that the Jags are getting the early public money on this one, so... It's not a crazy amount right now, and I'm sure it'll shake out by Sunday. We're recording on Thursday morning, but I do like the Colts. 
minus four. It's just a one unit bet. I'm not going crazy on it like I did last week. I like it. That's that. All right, onto our over-under. We have the Raiders and Cardinals game projected to be the highest scoring game on the Sunday slate. But I don't really trust the Cardinals. I trust them to give up a lot of points, but I don't trust them to do much offensively. They scored 21 last week. So we're going to split this one in half. We're going to go Raiders team total over 29 and a half, right? Cardinals gave up 44 to the Chiefs last week and allowed Pat Mahomes to throw for 360 yards. All signs point to Derek Carr and this Raiders offense going off in a big way in their home opener. They got McDaniels as the offensive-minded coach. They had a tough game last week against a very good Chargers team who, yes, I picked to win the AFC West before the season started. So keep your eyes on that, how that shakes out. But I, you know, going back and forth on taking the over at 51 and a half for both teams or over 29 and a half for the Raiders, I think it makes a ton of sense to take the Raiders to go over 29 and a half. Chiefs covered that by two touchdowns against the same Cardinals defense last week. And I mean, the Cardinals could go off on offense. That would help the Raiders team total if the game turns into a shootout, but I really like the Raiders to go over 29 and a half this week. All right, onto the player prop. And a lot of you probably when I said Raiders team total, we're already starting to think it. So I'm just gonna reinforce that gut reaction from you guys. Devontae Adams, anytime touchdown, right? He scored last week. We took him on the free plays that were posted on CoSports.com Sunday morning where we went 3-0 on anytime touchdown scores. So the odds are not posted yet. I would expect it to be anywhere from minus 110 to minus 125. Maybe it'll creep up more than that. I hope not because I hope to get some value before, you know, it's just every week where Devontae is scoring like a couple years ago where he scored in like nine straight games. Anyways, I think there will be decent value on him to score a touchdown this week and you just take a look at this Cardinals defense and the fact that they allowed 360 yard passing yards and 44 points last week. The Raiders are going to score plenty of points and it's not like Devontae is going to get shut down. The Cardinals don't have anyone to shut them down. This one is definitely a candidate to be part of our VIP picks card. So be sure to check that out as well. But there you have it. Your pick against the spread over under and player prop for this week. Recap. Pick against the spread, Colts minus four, reluctantly, but I do think it's a good matchup for them. Over under, Raiders team total, over 29 and a half. And then player prop, Devontae Adams, anytime touchdown scorer. Odds are not posted yet. Like I said, should be good value on that one. So thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you're listening to the podcast, thank you for watching. If you're on YouTube, check out CoSports.com and our VIP membership options. We have affordable options for all size betters. You can get a day pass for as little as $10. So check it out and see the research and analysis that I provide with every single pick that I give you guys and put you in position to profit week after week, season after season, year after year. We have finished above 60% in four out of our last five NFL seasons. Obviously, week one was ugly for us, but we are looking to bounce back in a big way this week. I promise you that. Cove bet on Jerry Judy to go over 59 and a half receiving yards in week one. Jerry Judy had a 67-yard touchdown reception and covered his player prop on one fucking 
play. BetWithCoveSports.com All right, here we go. Week two pick'em. Let's take a look back at last week real quick. Six, nine, and one on the pick'em. These are not point spreads. These are straight up. So I literally almost fired myself on Tuesday, but then I decided just be better. There was some madness. It was, it was week one, but I fully expect to bounce back this week. So let's get right into the rapid fire pick'em. Straight up, no points. Here we go. Chargers at Chiefs. Give me the Chargers tonight. Jets at Browns. Give me the Browns. Commanders at Lions. Commanders. Bucks at Saints. Bucks. Panthers at Giants. Giants. Patriots at Steelers. Patriots. Colts at Jaguars. Can I take a tie? Just kidding. Give me the Colts. Dolphins at Ravens. Give me the Ravens. Falcons at Rams. Give me the Rams. Seahawks at 49ers. Give me the 49ers. But I do think the spread is bigger than it should be in that game. Bengals at Cowboys, give me the Bengals. Texans at Broncos, Broncos bounce back at home. I like them to win that game. Cardinals at Raiders, give me the Raiders. Bears at Packers, give me the Packers. Titans at Bills, give me the Bills big. And then closing it out, Monday Night Football, game two of the doubleheader, Vikings at Eagles. Give me the Vikings. That's going to do it. Your week two NFL pick em. Thank you guys for watching. Like and subscribe to the channel. And check out CoSports.com for our best bets of the week. They will be posted on Sunday morning by 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So check it out. We will have all of your picks against the spreads, teasers, money line parlays, player props, over-unders, anytime touchdown scores, everything you need to put you in position for a big betting NFL Sunday in week two. It's time for fantasy football talk. So let's take a quick look back at our fantasy predictions from our week one episode a week ago. Top three sleepers, let's roll the tape. With running back, Miles Sanders, Philadelphia Eagles. He wide receiver, Jerry Judy, Denver Broncos. Easy. Tight end position, Gerald Everett. So he's another. Yep. Yeah, all of them were pretty good last week. They all were pre-ranked outside of the top 20. Miles Sanders finished as running back number nine. Jerry Judy finished as wide receiver number nine. And Gerald Everett finished as tight end number four. Looking back at our studs for last week, Russell Wilson, not so much. He finished as QB number 14, so he missed on that one. Running back, Jonathan Taylor, he finished running back number two, so we were spot on there. Wide receiver, we had Mike Evans. He finished as wide receiver number 15, so lower than you would want a stud to be, but he did have that first touchdown score where if any of you guys were on the free picks from Sunday, that paid out 7-1 to one odds. And then Travis Kelsey as our stud tight end, we had him. And he finished as tight end number one. Obviously, he had a massive game against the Chargers or uh, Cardinals. Sorry. All right, so we're gonna take a look. We have our top five fantasy football rankings for running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. Then we have a sleeper for week two at each position. So let's get right into it. What's going on, guys? Co from CoSports.com here today, and we are taking a look at our Week 2 Fantasy Football Running Back Projections. We have our top five, so let's get right into it. First up, number five, Nick Chubb, Cleveland Browns. He ran for 141 yards last week, but he still wasn't the highest fantasy running back on his own team. That's because Kareem Hunt stole the touchdowns from him. Chubb goes up against the Jets this week, and although they only, only allowed 63 rushing yards against the Ravens last week, 
you take a look back at the larger sample size for this Jets defense, they finished ranked 29th out of 32 against the run last year when they allowed 138 rushing yards per game. So look for Chubb to have a big game against them this week. Add in the fact that Jacoby Brissett is still calling the plays for the Browns and you have to expect a run-heavy offense. Number four, Jonathan Taylor, Indianapolis Colts. This guy ran for 161 yards last week and his team still didn't win the game. They didn't lose, but they didn't win. They finished with a tie against the Texans. Pretty pathetic, but fantasy owners were happy with the results that they got from Jonathan Taylor. 161 rushing yards. He is going up against another division opponent this week in the Jaguars, and he ran for 116 and 77 yards against the Jags in his two games against them last season. Definitely not crazy to expect another 100-plus yard game from Taylor this week. Next up, Antonio Gibson, Washington Commanders. The Commanders got the win in week one. Antonio Gibson played a big part in that. Despite not scoring a touchdown, he ran for 58 yards, but he also had seven receptions for 72 yards. So you guys who are in PPR leagues, value right there. If he did find pay dirt, he would have finished in the top five rankings for running back scoring in week one, but he didn't. However, he's got a good matchup this week. He is going up against the Detroit Lions defense who allowed the Eagles to run for over 200 rushing yards last week. So I'm expecting a big game from Gibson, and I do like him to find the end zone this week. Number two, Dalvin Cook, Minnesota Vikings, Monday Night Football, doubleheader. We all know we want to have uh, that guy on Monday night to close out your fantasy week, or you could be playing in a Monday night daily fantasy tournament. Dalvin Cook is your guy. Cook didn't finish as high as we are accustomed to seeing him last week. That's because he didn't find the end zone. He had 20 carries for 90 yards, and he has another good week two matchup. Eagles allowed DeAndre Swift to run for 144 yards in a touchdown last week, and I will guarantee that Cook will run for 120 or more rushing yards if he gets 20 carries again this week. So keep your eyes on that Monday night. And then our top running back of the week, same guy that finished running back number one in the scoring rankings in week one. Saquon Barkley, New York Giants. It's hard not to like him again to be the best fantasy running back in week two. After what we saw from him in week one, he ran for 164 yards and what turned out to be the game-winning touchdown for the Giants against the Titans. He also had six catches for 30 yards PPR, six points just like that. And he will be going up against a Carolina Panthers defense who were, were the second worst against the run in week one. They allowed 217 rushing yards to the Browns. So look for another big game from Barkley this week. So just to recap, our top five running backs for week two fantasy football, we got number five, Nick Chubb, Cleveland Browns. Number four, Jonathan Taylor, Indianapolis Colts. Number three, Antonio Gibson, Washington Commanders. Number two, Dalvin Cook, Minnesota Vikings. And number one, Saquon Barkley, New York Giants. Now let's get into our week two fantasy football sleeper. Reports out of Houston are all that Damian Pierce is going to be the running back. That's what we heard going into week one too. And Rex Burkhead stole the show. Maybe something's going on there where they're... They don't want to force Pierce into the action early. 
So something to keep your eyes on, but Burkhead ran for 40 yards last week. He also had five receptions for 30 yards. PPR value, five points right there. His fantasy potential really comes down to his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. And that's something that the Texans should rely on this week against the Broncos, who we did see Bradley Chubb getting pressure on the quarterback in week one, even though the Broncos lost. But there's going to be pressure on Davis Mills so he can dump it off to Rex Burkhead out of the backfield. That is our week two fantasy football sleeper of the week running back right there, Rex Burkhead. What's going on, guys? Co from CoSports.com here with your week two top five fantasy football wide receiver rankings. We're going to go five through one, but we also have a sleeper pick for this week, and I know you guys want to hear sleepers, so let's get right into the sleeper of the week for wide receiver week two. Kendrick Bourne, New England Patriots. I know, but hear me out. He is projected outside of the top 50 this week, and a lot has to do with all the talk about his rift with the Patriots coaching staff. However, reports say that owner Robert Kraft had a conversation with the coaching staff after week one when Bourne only had one catch on one target. On the bright side, that one catch was for 41 yards, and you've seen Mac Jones and Kendrick Bourne connect on big plays in the past. They had Seven games last season where they had plays of 20 yards or more. So I do think that Mac Jones and Kendrick Bourne are going to get more involved this week. Bourne's going to be involved with the play calling. And whatever's going on between him and Matt Patricia, they better put it to bed. And I think it's a good opportunity where not a lot of people are going to be playing Kendrick Bourne in daily fantasy tournaments. But he's a great option this week, in my opinion. The Steelers' defense wasn't great against the passing game last week. They allowed 299 passing yards. But also, they're going to be without T.J. Watt. So Mac Jones is going to have more time to throw the ball, sit back, and let Kendrick Bourne get downfield and create big plays. So I think that's a great option for a fantasy football sleeper. Week 2, Kendrick Bourne, New England Patriots. All right, now the top five. Starting with number five, Michael Pittman Jr., Indianapolis Colts. And I know, I talked in the preseason on one of the episodes, and I admit, I was wrong. I didn't buy into the hype for Pittman. It's fine. He finished wide receiver five in week one. And just because the team gagged in overtime doesn't mean that he doesn't hold good fantasy value going into week two. The Colts will play the Jaguars, who gave up 305 passing yards last week. So look for the Colts to take advantage of that, even though they have Jonathan Taylor. And we have Jonathan Taylor ranked in the top five for fantasy running backs this week. If you haven't seen that video yet, go check it out. And I know a lot of you guys will be like, oh, how do you have a wide receiver and a running back in the top five on the same team? Well, check out where they finished last week. Pittman finished five, wide receiver five, and Taylor finished running back two. So I think the Colts are going to come out and play desperate to get an early lead after what happened to them last week. There was a lot of hype. Matt Ryan coming to town. He's supposed to be the solution. Carson Wentz was the problem. Okay, make your changes and you tie the Texans. So they cannot afford to lose this game. They cannot afford to let the Jaguars hang around in this game. So I think the Colts are going to come out, play desperately, and I think Taylor is going to get his yards on the ground. We know that, but that's going to set up the pass for Matt Ryan. And then reaping the benefits will be Michael Pittman Jr., your number five 
fantasy wide receiver for week two. Number four, Jerry, Judy, Denver Broncos. And some people will give me shit for putting Judy in the top five. That's fine. But let's just remind everyone, we took Judy's player prop on Monday Night Football over 59 and a half yards, and he covered it on one catch. All right. He connected with Russell Wilson for a 67-yard touchdown in that game, but the offense did struggle in the red zone. I say that because I still think Judy had potential for more points if the offense didn't struggle in the red zone and Russell Wilson could have made a few more things happen. No more further comments on that one. 86% of the public money was on the Broncos in that game. Judy still finished with 104 yards on four catches and that touchdown. He was wide receiver number 12, although the preseason rankings had him in the 20s so i mean he already beat that i think he has potential to finish in the top five this week i truly feel that way with the broncos going up against the texans this week houston allowed 340 passing yards last week they also allowed four wide receivers right check this stat they allow Texans allowed four wide receivers to come up with catches of 20 yards or more. So I see big play potential written all over this game for Russell Wilson and Jerry Judy. That connection is going to be a great fantasy connection, not just this week, but all season long. But this week sets up nicely. Broncos home opener, trying to bounce back from an ugly game, even though it's a short week. I like the Broncos in that game. They're favored by 10 points. So look for Jerry Judy to be in your top five fantasy football wide receivers this week number three we got a monday nighter stefan diggs the bills were the most impressive team in week one on thursday night opener when they really just blew out the defending super bowl champs and the rams stefan diggs finished as wide receiver number six for fantasy in week one and it feels like he could have had even more points if the bills didn't turn the ball over three times early in that game He's going up against a Titans defense on Monday Night Football this week, and the Titans were at the bottom of the league against the pass last season. I do expect Josh Allen to pick the Titans apart, and Diggs should be stacking up the fantasy points this week. Number two, got another Monday Night guy, Justin Jefferson, and I know he's unstoppable. That's why he's on the list. He's going to be on the list until he falls off the list for not performing, and I just don't see that happening. So what a game he had in week one. He led all fantasy wide receivers with 184 receiving yards, two touchdowns. He's going up against the Eagles, and they gave up a lot of yards on the ground last week. So we have Jefferson's teammate, Dalvin Cook, pinned for a big game, and we have him on our top five for running backs. But we also expect plenty of points from Jefferson in this game. He has gone over 100 receiving yards in three of his last four regular season games. And plus, he has scored three times in that stretch, obviously two times last week. Vikings fans have high hopes, and for good reason, look for another big performance from Jefferson this week. All right, little drum roll. Can we get your number one fantasy wide receiver for this week? Are you ready for it? I'm sure you guys probably already guessed it. Devontae Adams, no surprise there. He finished third in wide receiver points for week one. He had 30.1 fantasy points, and he had a great game with his former college roommate, Derek Carr. The connection is there. They looked good. I mean, they lost the game, but these two connected and linked up and put up fantasy points, and I think that's going to be the case all season. All right. The outcomes of the games don't really matter as long as the players are putting up fantasy points depending on what you bet on 
But Devontae had 10 catches for 141 yards and a touchdown. Up next for him this week is another massive game. The Raiders will face the Cardinals, who allowed 360 passing yards and 44 points to the Chiefs last week. Also, I mean, you just look at Travis Kelsey went off against them, so you really don't think that the Cardinals are going to have any answer for Devontae. I think Devontae is going to have a field day this week. So those are our top five fantasy football wide receivers for week two. And then, of course, our sleeper of the week, Kendrick Bourne. But let's just recap the top five. We got number five, Michael Pittman. Number four, Jerry Judy. Number three, Stephon Diggs. Number two, Justin Jefferson. And number one, Devontae Adams. If you guys need more sports betting, NFL picks, picks against the spread, over-unders, player props, team totals, parlays, get over to Col What's going on, guys? Cope from CoSports.com here with your fantasy football rankings for tight ends week two. And on our running back video, wide receiver video, we went from five to one. Going to switch it up for this video. If you haven't checked out those videos, go check them out on the channel. But for tight ends, we want to get right into it from one to five because we have two of the top three playing in tonight's game, Thursday night. So we got number one, Darren Waller. The Cardinals allowed the most fantasy points to tight ends last week, and that's because they faced Travis Kelsey. But they also allowed 360 passing yards against the Chiefs last week. It seems like a nice spot for Waller to get involved in the offense. And note this, the Raiders-Cardinals game has the highest point total for the Sunday slate. So the highest over-under should be projected to have the most points scored in the game so Waller makes sense for your fantasy football tight end option number two Travis Kelsey he's playing tonight up against the Chargers and this game has the highest over under total for all games this week not just Sunday but Thursday through Monday don't forget two games on Monday night this week but we got Travis Kelsey he is going up against the Chargers and the last time he faced him he went off for 10 catches 191 yards and two touchdowns so yep Give me some Travis Kelsey this week. Number three, Gerald Everett. What? How are you going to put this guy in the top five? We'll take a look back at last week on our episode. We had Gerald Everett pinned as a sleeper. He was ranked in the 20s. He finished as tight end number four. And even better than that, since then, well, I, I say better, but I don't really mean it the way some of you will take it. But better for his value. That's a better way to phrase it. Chargers number one receiver Keenan Allen has been ruled out of the game for tonight. So that boosts the value on Everett, especially in the red zone. He's a big target in the red zone and he is playing the same game as Kelsey where there's projected to be the most points scored tonight. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. So get involved with these two tight ends, whether you're playing in daily fantasy tournaments for the whole week or you got them on your uh standard head-to-head -head leagues travis kelsey gerald everett big games from both of them tonight on sunday mark andrews he was a bust in week one if you want to say that but he finished at tight end number 16 he's he was projected to be in the top five actually number one he still caught five of his seven targets but his real value comes when he finds the end zone he did score a touchdown against the Dolphins in last year's matchup, and I think there's a good chance that he finds the end zone this week. So I do trust Mark Andrews to get back to where we have seen him in the past in the top five. 
Closing it out, number five, we got Zach Ertz. And he only had two catches last week, but he was still tight end number seven because he found the end zone. And as we talked about before, he's playing in a game that projects to have a lot of scoring with the Raiders and Cardinals. So he should have plenty of opportunities to get a point, uh, plenty of opportunities to score points there. He is questionable to play, so make sure that he's playing before you put him in your lineups. And then last tidbit on this one, we have that the Raiders allowed the fifth most fantasy points to tight ends in week one. I know, it's one week, but that's the numbers. That's what I'm here to share with you guys. And then closing it out for today's video on tight ends, we have our tight end sleeper of the week for week two. And we are going with Jacksonville Jaguars tight end Evan Engram. The Colts allowed two touchdowns to O.J. Howard last week. Who would have thought? Not me, but they did. And I think the Jags will look to get Engram involved in the game plan this week. He didn't do much last week, but the, Col the Colts will likely be focusing on the Joneses, Kirk, and Robinson. So I know it might be a reach to put Engram on the sleeper, but that's what sleepers are for, a reach. We hit on last week's sleeper with uh, Gerald Everett. I'm not saying Engram is going to be top five, but I do think that you're going to get more out of him than where he's projected to be this week. So look for Evan Engram as a tight end sleeper for week two. Kof's anytime touchdown scorer props went 3-0 last week. Where the fuck were you? Jamar Chase scored with four seconds left. Devontae Adams scored. And Mike Evans scored the first touchdown of the game at 7-1 odds in the second fucking half. Anytime touchdown scorer props went 3-0 last week. Don't miss them this week. Tune in at covesports.com. We have massive spreads all over the place in college football this week. So my favorite... Big-time favorite to cover a big-time spread this week is Georgia to cover 24.5 against South Carolina, and here's why. So Georgia has opened up the season by going 2-0, and they have outscored their opponents 82-3. They beat South Carolina 40-13 to last season. South Carolina allowed 44 points to Arkansas last week, so this Georgia offense is not going to have any problem scoring against the South Carolina defense. Expect somewhere in the 40s or even higher. And then on the flip side, the Georgia defense is picking up right where they left off last season. Guys have shuffled around. They've lost some guys to the NFL draft, but they have reloaded. And this defense is shutting offenses down. This game is in South Carolina, but those fans are going to start heading out by halftime. I have the Georgia Bulldogs winning this one big and covering the 24 and a half point spread. All right, time for the college football pick -em. Looking back to week two results. Note, these are just straight up, not against the spread. Things were crazy last week, but we still managed to go eight and two in our pick -em. Year to date results, 22 and five. On to week three. So here we go. 10 games, straight up, no points. Here we go. BYU at Oregon. Give me Oregon. They came back from their beatdown against Georgia in week one, and they scored 70 last week. So I'd like them to bounce back at home against BYU in a ranked game. Purdue at Syracuse, give me Purdue as your first underdog of the week. Kansas at Houston, give me Houston. Mississippi State at LSU, give me Mississippi State. Troy at App State, I know you guys probably aren't hyped about that game, but it is the college game day location this week. Give me App State at home. Texas Tech at NC State, give me NC State. Michigan State at Washington, give me Michigan State. Underdog of the uh, second underdog of the week. Pitt at Western Michigan, give me Pitt. 
UCF at FAU. Give me UCF. Should be a high-scoring game there. Miami at Texas A&M. I don't fucking care. Texas A&M lost last week against App State at home. So give me Miami, the U, to go in there and get the upset this week. That's your week three college football pick -em. That's going to do it for this week's episode of the Sports Betting with Cove podcast. Thank you guys for listening. As always, I appreciate the time. I hope the information that was shared in today's episode was helpful for you guys. As always, my goal here is to one, entertain you guys, and two, share valuable information that's going to help you win your bets week in and week out. Don't forget you can get our best bets over on the VIP picks page at covesports.com. We have affordable VIP membership options for all size bettors, and you can also get weekend passes, single day passes. So hit me up on Twitter, Instagram at KOF Sports if you are looking to get in on the best bets for this week. We had a rough go last week, but we are looking to bounce back in a big way this week. And don't forget, I did mention it earlier in the episode. If you guys are looking for a free $1,000 to bet with, hit me up. I got the hookup for you. I know a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy, and I can basically get you a $1,000 match. So hit me up. I got you covered. Thank you guys for listening. We will be back next week, next Thursday, with our NFL Week 3 episode. So good luck this weekend. Enjoy the games and win some fucking money.